Hello, welcome to Un Cafecito con María Regina podcast. This is a place where we can talk about anything that is taking space in our hearts with our formalities while we enjoy a fun cafecito. I'm Maria Regina, your host. This podcast is meant to inspire, entertain, and empower you. Now, let's get to today's show. <laughs> Latinos immigrants not only have to experience challenges and difficulties such as language barrier or financial assistance, but very often trying to get accepted in the same group of Hispanic people, it becomes almost impossible. However, perseverance, determination, and setting goals in life can help to the accomplishment of dreams. Today, I had un cafecito with an Honduran immigrant who, despite of the challenges and adversities he had to face, staying focused led him to the accomplishment of his goals. And today, he works as an emotional wellness counselor at a U.S. high school, helping teenagers to overcome the challenges that they might be facing and encouraging them to keep moving forward, no matter the circumstances they are living at the present moment. Okay, go get your coffee and let's jump straight to this episode. <laughs> Welcome to Un Cafecito con Maria Regina Podcast. <laughs> gracias, gracias. So glad that you're here having a coffee with me today. <laughs> Same, I don't usually have uh, a daytime coffee, but I am today for the special occasion. Uh, thank you, thank you. So, how you been? You know, I've been great. Um, you know, being working in school, uh, you're very blessed that uh, we get to take some time off, you know, uh, without worrying about taking vacation days or anything. So, I've been on vacation, but I've been home with my children and my wife. And uh, I have to say, it's been a very different you know, Christmas, but it's mm -hmm. been a very blessed and very excellent Christmas. I spent oh, yeah. it with just me and my, me and my wife and my two kids. And that's all that we need, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Our families. Yes. Oh, that's Absolutely. beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, so, um, Mario, can you please, um, uh, tell, um, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm very excited to spend some time with you, Maria. And, uh, you know, I, Um, I'm very honored to be a guest. Uh, you know, I, I always feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just a regular person, but I guess my story or who I am could help others. And, um, Absolutely. you know, yeah. with that, you know, a little <laughs> bit about myself, I'm, I'm 38 years old. Um, like I said, I have a, a small family, two young kids. Um, uh, I have, a, uh, I'm an immigrant from Honduras. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, I know it's something that, that we'll probably talk about later today, uh, but, you know, I think that's a very important piece of uh, who I am in my life. And, um, you know, I came to the United States from Honduras when I was about two years old. Um, okay. And, you know, I've, you know, currently in my career, I am a, a school counselor. Mm -hmm. um, I started my, my career as a, as a social studies teacher, actually. Um, oh. Yeah. So about 12 years of my career, I was a social studies teacher, both middle school and high school. Um, and a couple wow. of years ago, I, I said, you know, I, I think I want to go into the counseling field. Um, I was doing some work with uh, first generation uh, Latino students, uh, uh -huh. first generation, low income, you know, 
kids that really just needed a little bit more support to end up going to college. And uh, it became a real passion of mine. Um, so I went into the counseling field um, and now I've been a school counselor for the last couple of years. Um, and uh, I also teach uh, school counseling level program. Uh, so oh, nice. uh, mentoring like new school counselors and that's been a really interesting and also a blessing. So um, yeah. I don't know what else I could tell you about myself. That's just the professional stuff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh but more about myself uh wow, I'm, a, but... I'm a i'm a runner uh i like to do yoga i think i think uh I, you know physical oh. like physical activity is super important um, yes Absolutely. you know for your your brain your heart mm-hmm, your mind mm-hmm. um and your, obviously your body <laughs> of course yeah well i like that you mentioned that you know uh especially in this time mental health it's so important, right? So we take care of our bodies, uh, what we eat, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes we tend to forget about our mental health too, right? Mm-hmm. So it is so important. So, wow. Uh, I like that. And it's beautiful. Everything that you've been doing so far, like, yeah. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Interesting. Um, yeah. You know, a little something, something else that, that a lot of people don't know about me mm-hmm. uh, is that I, I do enjoy like drawing and art. I spending a lot of time with my actually my wife and kids lately just like coloring and, and drawing on, during this pandemic wow. and it's been a blessing because I think it's been helpful for me uh, mm-hmm. mentally and, and 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 emotionally spending time with my family um, but I do enjoy and cartooning and painting and little like models and uh, I don't get enough time to do some of that stuff on my own but I, I think it's very important <laughs> and I, I, I really love and enjoy it like working with my hands doing little things that keep me focused um nice. but that's that's you know and i think with that i love you know art like music and um a lot of people won't know this but i love you know i, I love metallica heavy metal music <laughs> i love hip-hop um la musica, wow. la mus- you know la musica en español i haven't mm-hmm. been a huge fan my entire life but we could talk about that why later but um <laughs> lately my wife uh, she's a spanish teacher and she's introduced me to a lot of new artists and everything yeah. um, I, I feel like the music in espanol is like just so much more expressive than in english and i've been really en- yes. enjoying that i feel so. that too mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we're a yeah. little biased you know when we... <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, wow uh i bet like your family really enjoy you know that time with you and they're learning a lot you know from you your kids Right? You know, I, I hope so. I hope so. I yeah. think that's one thing that we really, thank you. That's yeah. one thing that we really value here at, at our house is the time that we can spend together, you know, mm-hmm. um, very important. You know, we, we always valued it to begin with, but I think COVID and the pandemic has really solidified that as a very important value in our family that no matter what's happening around us, that yes. spending time together for is the most important thing that we can do, um, aside yes. from trusting God with our family, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, Definitely. you know, a lot of people, uh, I hear them during this pandemic, and they're just itching to get outside, and to go to a restaurant, or to do this, mm-hmm. and to do that, mm-hmm. and, you know, to each his own, I understand people have different needs, but I can say that one thing's for sure is that our, we have learned how important time is, uh, you know, yes. getting the opportunity the last nine, 10 months to see our kids grow up, uh, to work, you know, to be together in our marriage, to, uh, to 
to learn from each other, to le- teach our kids things. It's, it's been, it's been a blessing, you know, so many people have so many horror stories or so many like negative things to say about 2020. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, yes. I think the year 2020 is a great opportunity, honestly, just an amazing opportunity for, for me and my family, for sure. you know? Yeah. I, you know what, that's beautiful what you're saying, because, um, I think like people right now is focusing on the negative, you know, things from the year, uh, you know, and everything that is happening with mm-hmm. this uh, virus pandemic, right? Uh, and yes, it's sad. It's so sad to hear all those stories. But at the same time, I think that it's been a year that we have been learning so much, mm-hmm. right? So much and priorities and like focusing on the blessings, right? Yeah. Then instead of what you know everything is is happening and like the wrong things or the bad things Mm -hmm. so I like that yes yes absolutely yeah no I I completely think that that's been really important but I think the biggest part of that is like you know it is your mindset you know how are you thinking Mm -hmm. about this pandemic and 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 I think you said it uh well about like how can I put this um like how are you viewing this particular time you know, are you, you looking at it in a negative sense or are you looking at this yes. as, as, as a positive thing? And what, mm-hmm. and I guess what I'm trying to say is that you need to like stop and pay attention. Yes. You know, and, and, yes. and the pandemic has kind of forced us to do that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it slowed life down. It, it, it made us really realize what is essential, what is not, what's important, mm-hmm. what isn't. And, 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 and you could sit there and complain and listen and try to learn from it and I think that yes that 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 I really me and my family and I have really looked at it as an opportunity to learn from it and I wasn't sure that that was how I was how I was going to react you know uh-huh. <laughs> but I but but yeah. I did and and you know a big part of it I'm not going to lie to you is, is my wife is 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 very instrumental in that you know she's a very calming person um no. you know, she's wonderful and she's smart and She's, you know, very good in many ways. And, and I think that that, that influence um, that, really helps. That's important to have a balance in everything in our mm-hmm. lives. And I, I believe, like, there's no, like, two people, you know, in a marriage or, you know, in a relationship that are the same. Mm-hmm. So that balance, right? The one person can be one way. The other one is, the, you know, can react the other way. So we help each other, yeah. right? And that's very important for children you know when it's in in a family and uh yeah tomorrow is uh incierto right on 13 so uh we need to learn how to enjoy the moment the present right right because we don't know about tomorrow (laughs) and you know it's funny that you say tomorrow like tomorrow is you know the 31st you know and you know and it's kind of funny because like i was talking i was having a conversation with my sister today and uh-huh. I'm like, hey, what are you doing for El 31? And I'm like, man, I couldn't even think of how to say that in English, you know, because like, we, we say, oh, El 31, you know, but it's, you know, New Year's Eve. And, sí. mm-hmm. you know, so many people, like, I've been looking at, like, thinking about 2020 and people are like, oh, yeah, this, this year's going to end. And, you know, 2020 is going to be, 2021 is going to be great. And, you know, and, and I, 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 ask, I ask people or I think about, like, How's 2021 going to be any different for you um, mm-hmm. if you haven't paid attention to the lessons that 2020 has taught you or the lessons that our life is t- teaching us, you know, every day? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not mm-hmm. just because of the turn of the calendar is life going to be different, you know? Like, what are the things that you're yes. coming out of? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that's an important piece that, that, that we need to kind of remember and think about, you know, and I don't know, it's just, uh, it, mm-hmm. it's like the perspective always, you know? Yes. One day or day one. So we need to decide if we're going to start something like today or we're going to wait until circumstances can change and we don't know when that mm-hmm. is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, yes. So, well, Mario, um, so you said that you uh, came to U.S. Well, I'm not in U.S. right now, yeah. but uh, <laughs> to U.S. when you were two years old. Mm-hmm. So you were very little. That's right. So I was going to ask you, like, if you kind of, like, remember, you know, like, uh, any transition from when you were in, in Honduras or really, like, you don't remember? Um, you know, I, I, I don't remember. I was too young to remember, mm-hmm. but um, it's interesting. Like I, even though like I was very young, like when I was little and I was a, a, a child, you know, I never really realized that I was an immigrant, obviously. I just knew that, you know, we spoke Spanish at home and, you know, mm-hmm. grand, my grandparents would come visit or sometimes like my, my aunts would come from Honduras. Uh, when you're little, you don't really think about like, oh, I'm an immigrant, I'm not from here, you know? <laughs> But uh, I'll tell you what, I think that like the more like the older you get and the more you spend time with people at school or at a job, you're always reminded that you're an immigrant in this country, Mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. that's not your fault, um, but, but it's a reality, you know, and, and, and it's interesting because I remind reminded from a very young age that I was an immigrant and not necessarily by like Americans, but by Mexican Americans. You know, they were mm-hmm. very quick to tell me, oh, you're not Mexican. Um, you know, those Latinos sí. were very, very discriminatory against people that were immigrants that were not Mexican. Yeah. You know? um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you, you as a Guatemalteca probably understand that, too, that like Mexicanos, like, they, just, yeah, they, they sure. have this very important sense of pride. And um, if you're from Central America, you're not like them. And, you know, that, I was reminded of that mm-hmm. a lot as a child. Yes. Um, yes. So, so to kind of answer your question is like, you know, I don't remember Honduras. The only things I know about Honduras is, you know, when, when, when I was of age and, and, and we were able to travel back to Honduras, uh, we, we tried to go back every year. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. and, and we always went around the holidays. So I got to learn a lot about my own culture that way, but, um, also at, at home, yeah. my parents, you know, were, I think my parents did a really great job in making sure that we remember we spoke Spanish at home and that we, uh, um, you know, kept our, 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 I mean, language, language yeah, is culture, yeah. you know, and, 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 and that's a, it's a very like touchy subject, I, I think, because sometimes uh, there's a lot of Latinos or, or people of different cultures that don't speak their, their home language. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, people will discriminate against them and be like, oh, no, it is no eres Latino, no hablas Espanol, you know, like, um, and I think, I think that's unfair. Yeah. You know, I think that's very unfair because yes. Um, yes. you can't blame kids for, for their parents not teaching them a, uh, what their home life was like or what the circumstances that they had. And, and, and I don't know, lately I've been really trying to understand, you know, and tell people that just because you don't speak Spanish doesn't make you, you know, any less Hondureño or any, any less Mexican or any less Latino, you know, and, um, Right. I think that that's been a very important 
uh, role that I've played in my last couple of years of my career when I've been working with Latinx students um, to, to, to build them up and have them try to find who they are, regardless of the, the language they're speaking at home, but understanding who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, you know, like how uh, difficult it is for them, you know, for the, um, the youth, right? The immigrants, uh, because uh, not only they're going through a lot of changes in, in their lives at that age, right? When they're in high school and middle school, that transition. And also being mm-hmm. immigrants, right? Uh, or children of mm-hmm. immigrants. And then it's, it's hard, right? I, I bet it's probably like, and probably you have been experiencing more, you know, and the type of uh, job mm-hmm. that you are right now. And then I can't imagine like for those young uh, adolescents, right? Going through that. And, and like, and what you said about experiencing a little bit of uh, rejection in a way from even the Hispanic, yeah. right? Um, it's It was hard. It was hard for me too. Like even I, I love my friends, you know, they are Mexican and, and, and they are so mm-hmm. amazing people. But at the beginning, yeah. it was hard. It's, it's hard for them, I think, to accept like, oh, okay, yeah, you're Hispanic, but you're not mm-hmm. from Mexico, right? So it yeah, was and it's hard. interesting yeah. you say that because yeah, like I, Mexicanos I, are like I said, a very prideful group of people, but they're also a very wonderful group of people, and and, and oh, I, I yeah. think the perspective like absolutely as, as the United States, you know, like where would this country be without Mexicans, you know, and 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 I think that sometimes yeah. we forget how important Mexicans and Latinos in general um, yes. are to the mm-hmm. success of the United States. And, um, and and when I say we, I say the collective we of, you know, Americans, but not the immigrants. We know <laughs> how important we are to, to, <laughs> to the success of this nation. You yes. Um, but, yeah. you know, you said something about, you know, how Latinos or Latin people treat each other. And, and I see it a lot in, in, in the work that I've done where you really have like three groups of Latinx kids in high school. You know, you have this, uh, mm-hmm. this group that we call like newcomers that are like recent immigrants, um, kids that are, that are mm-hmm. coming at an age where they already speak their home language pretty well. Uh, they're coming into a completely you know, new country. They're learning English while they're learning school and learning content, but also language. Um, they're learning culture. And that's a really tough place to be in that transition to like, I mean, could you imagine coming to another country where you don't know much about it and you're at your most difficult time, you know, 14, 15 years old, like that's gotta be so hard. Um, oh, yeah. And, and yes. I call those like a, that particular group, like newcomers, you know, and then you have this like second group of, of Latinos or Latinx students that are like first generation students that um, maybe they were born here, maybe they were born in their home country, but they came at a very, very young age, kind of like me. Uh, you know, where mm-hmm. you don't really, mm-hmm. um, you identify with it, but like you live this like strange bicultural world, you know, you're, you're Hondureño immigrant, but you're also American and you grew up with all these American customs and you think you're, you think from, you're from your whole country, uh, your family says, oh, I've been in Los Americanos, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's funny, you know, and, um, yeah. that, that, you have that that particular group of, of Latinx students, and then finally, like the last group, uh, is, is a group of students that are like one or two generations removed, or maybe their parents are 
first generation and their second generation and they don't speak Spanish. Um, they may have, uh, you know, a, a next last name, but their first names are, you know, very Americanized or white and, and they don't identify at all with their culture. And, mm -hmm. and that's like a third group that I see uh, of, of Latinx students, you know, and, and, and oftentimes that particular, that third group gets kind of lost in, in who they identify more with being white American, but not much of their Latinx culture, you know? Um, and, and, and it's funny because those three groups don't often hang out socially, know each other very much when <laughs> it makes me very sad yes. sometimes in school mm -hmm. when I see that, you know, it's like, wow, we could be really helping the newcomer, you know, immigrant students. And, uh, you know, some of those first generation kids could be learning a lot from the newcomers or learning a lot from the other group of like Latino students that don't identify, you know, or. You know, I guess we could all be learning from each other. And I think that that's, uh, you yes. know, it, it makes me sad, actually. So do you believe that for all those three groups, you know, of uh, immigrants, like uh, they face different adversities, like in comparison to the youth, like born in mm -hmm. in U.S., right? Or yeah, like, no, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. They all have different challenges. And and I'm and I don't think one group or another group has more difficult challenges. They're just different. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. you know, I think of the newcomer group. God, they that's such a struggle. You know, like coming from a, oh, a place yeah. you're already older, you're ripped away from your culture, and you're coming into a new place where there is you don't know a language. You're learning everything new. There's a culture shock. Uh, you know, you're kind of finding your way. You're you don't I, you know. Oftentimes they're, you know, if you don't have your parents are not educated in their home country, they're going to come here and struggle. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. Like that's, that's a really tough mm -hmm. thing. There's the trauma of like having to leave your home country and, and, and go to a new place. You know, that's, that's yes. difficult. Um, you know, having to make new yeah. friends, oh, you yeah. know, like that's, that's tough. Um, then I think yes. about like the other extreme, mm -hmm. uh, the kids that are, you know, Latinos, but they don't speak Spanish or they don't identify with they don't speak culture and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, they just kind of integrate to white America. Um, I think that, that there's a different struggle with that. And, and, and I think that that's a harder one to kind of find. Mm -hmm. But I, I view it like, man, a lot of these kids, you know, unfortunately don't really know who they are. You know, like, and I think yes. that until... Yes you get to a point where you know who you are, you can't really be a full person, you know, and, 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 and some students like that realize or learn who they are when they're adults and, and, and you know, and, and they yes. start to read about their culture or, or meet somebody that, that teaches them and, and then they feel robbed. Like, wow, I lived my entire life not knowing who I was, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I think you have that middle group that like I'm, I'm a part of this bicultural group because no somos ni de aquí ni de allá, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I think that there is a lot, yeah. of, a lot of trauma that, 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 that is associated with that. You know, um, I think last time Mario, yeah. we spoke, it was something like, you know, we spoke Spanish at home, but that we were learning English and our parents counted, count on us for everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember coming home with my parents yeah. getting something in the mail. And I think I told you the story, but like, uh, I think it'll resonate with a lot sí. of people. It's like, <laughs> Uh, they'll get 
legal mm-hmm. document and be like, ¿Qué dice esto? Leme esto, you know, and you, you read it and you're like, well, I don't know, yo no sé. And then like, pues para qué le sirve el inglés, you know, no que saben inglés, you know, it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm 12 years old, like. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah, of responsibility, right? You, like, yeah. I'm the oldest of, of three, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, like, come on, I'm 12 years old. Uh, you're, you're telling me to read you a tax document, you know? <laughs> I have three children, you know, different ages. And when we uh, came to U.S., obviously, like, they were, like, in different ages. So the youngest was two years old, too. So the other one, she was, I believe, 12 or 11. And um, the other one was eight. So they went through different you know experiences and challenges and like you say probably like different they, they were in like different groups right those different groups that that you have and uh now that they have been telling you know their stories i'm like oh my goodness you know i yeah. i didn't know as a mom you know as a parent i i didn't know that they were going yeah. through that much right uh but i think it's important for for us as uh as an adults and parents to let our children know that their identity is not based on the language or the culture or the country, mm-hmm. you know, that they're coming from, right? Or they are from. So, I like, cause otherwise, yeah, I like what kind you of started, like, I, I really like what you're, I really like what you said is that no, no, yeah. their identity is not based on a language or a culture and, 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 and you know, like, yeah. I think about my own kids and I want to like one one of the things that we feel are is very important is is is, is that they know who they are and, and knowing who they are doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they need to know that they're half Hondureños and half Italian, you know, and American, but no. knowing who mm-hmm. they are as family, you know, they're you know yes. my son, my daughter, knowing where they stand with us, you know, that we love them no matter who they are, that you know, have some mm-hmm. here, or if they want to work at a Starbucks, it doesn't matter to us that that's that, uh, who they are, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. um, maybe that's not a great ana- analogy or statement, but like, I, I, I think I've really changed about that as I got older, you know, there was a mm-hmm. time in my life when I thought my kids yeah. need to be this, or they need to be that, but now it's more like, I want them to be who they are no matter what that is and i'm not sure that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i'm not sure that like yeah. immigrant parents always understand that because they're coming here and i think about my own parents like they came here with nothing didn't know the language left all their family and just to try mm-hmm. to give us more opportunity and along the way they made a lot of yes. mistakes <laughs> you know um in raising us but Mm-hmm. yeah every, every we all do that right <laughs> some of those mistakes I, I are forgivable yeah. you know and, and some of the other ones take take a lot of uh processing and and, and therapy <laughs> uh, you know but <laughs> yeah yeah you know, that's a lot of yeah, money sure. <laughs> i think that that there's uh, kind of coming back to to the beginning of this conversation is like what are we learning from all of that and and, and i think that um I have mm-hmm. really tried to to be the best now based on what I'm learning or unlearning from my parents. You know. Yes. 
Well, you said it right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that unlearning. Right? Yes, we constantly <laughs> right. need to unlearn <laughs> what we learn. And, and that's no, yeah. and that's yes, not a, 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 that's not a shot at my own parents. You know, my parents are wonderful people. Uh, I love them, and I think yeah, they taught me a lot not. of great mm -hmm. things. But like I said, there's a lot of things that that they just didn't know what to do, and 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 there's a lot of things that that were. They were also learning, and I think I shared this with you before. They were kids. My parents were children when they had me. You know, like my mom was a, a, a teen mom, and my dad was eighteen. And you know, when they came to the United States, mm -hmm. they were in their early twenties, mm -hmm. like twenty-one, twenty-two years old. Like I think back when I was twenty-one, twenty-two, what I was doing, wow. I had no clue what I was doing in my life. And uh, you know, I was in college uh -huh. trying to figure yeah. it out. But my parents had. <laughs> Uh, you know, a kid and they came to another country, they didn't know the, the language, they didn't have family to lean on, it was just them and me. And, you know, I think about like, how hard that had to have been for them, you know, so, you know, a lot of the things that I mm -hmm. like, I'm saying mm -hmm. is that I appreciate them for, for all of it, you know. Yeah, that's sure. important. And that's good, right? We need to like, yeah, thank our parents well, in, the, in that case, uh, I'm the one who brought my children, right? Uh, offering them like more opportunities, like you said. Um, and um, we were just basically thinking about mm -hmm. about them, about you guys, right? So that's why your parents did. And like you said, probably in that process, like uh, we messed up <laughs> a lot of things, but um, well, we were just basically trying to mm -hmm. give them uh, the best, right? A little bit. Uh, more opportunities that we had sure. probably, right? Uh, so now, uh, well, it's been um, very, I would say, obviously with a lot of challenges and, and, and adversities probably in your life, but a successful life for you. Like, you know, right now you, you are where probably you wanted to be, you know, like enjoying time with your family, right? Quality time and you have your house, your job that you enjoy. So do you think like setting goals in life, it's important? Is that what you think? I think, I think that if you're not setting goals in life, you're just kind of wading your way through a pool, you know, or a deep pool actually, because the world is a very deep pool. <laughs> And, and, and I think that like my, mm -hmm. I always had goals in life. Um, I, I've been pretty goal driven life and I'm not sure where that came from. Um, uh, maybe my father is pretty goal driven. He's, he has done a lot of things that he said he was going to do. Um, but I remember being in high school and saying mm -hmm. that, you know, someday I'm going to go to college. I'm going to graduate from college. And I don't really know where that came from because my parents never said that to me, like you got to go to college or, you know, my dad, his intention for me was always so, okay, you graduate high school and then you go to work because they just didn't have the education to understand that there was more to it. Like graduating high school was enough for them, you know, based on like where we came from in Honduras, you know. Um, but, you know, I, to be honest with yes. you, it, it could have been just like people, some people around me and, you know, even like my, my, my wife, I knew her dated in high school and like, uh, she often encouraged me to like say, you know, you're smart enough to go to college. You can do this. Uh, um, so somewhere there was a seed that was planted in, in me that I, you know, my goal is to go to college. And, and, and um, I ended up doing that, you know, mm -hmm. doing my undergrad and graduated and, and 
and then ultimately going on and I said to myself, you know, I am going to get a master's degree someday. And, and, and I've been very blessed that I have, you know, two master's degrees and, and I have a, another professional certificate. And it's always been like, you know, setting goals at different times in life. And um, I, I definitely, I definitely think that you have mm-hmm. to have goals. If you don't set goals, you're, you're, you don't have, you're not working towards yes, anything, absolutely. you know? Um, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that yes. part of like my job as a school counselor is to help high schoolers and, you know, set goals, you know, because um, oftentimes I have longer lasting relationships with kids that, that really talking about things like college and their families and their personal lives. And um, that is one thing that I always set with kids. It's like, let's sit down and write some goals. And I have different like activities. I sit down with kids and, and we write things out. Um, I think it's really important to write out your goals uh, because uh, they kind of, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, that physical nature of writing something out is important. You know, you know what I like is I'm, I'm more like visual. So mm-hmm. I really okay. enjoy the vision boards. And uh, I, I believe like they, that absolutely like works, you know, uh, I have been like with my, like working on vision boards since like, I would say maybe last year. And uh, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I can believe it. You know, like this one is gone <laughs> because it's done. This one is gone because it's done. Yeah. So I'm like, making my new one right so I'm like wow so mm-hmm. we need to have a determination right for to get what we want in life so yeah setting goals absolutely I agree with you it's very very important but now how uh teenagers can focus on their goal mm-hmm. despite a lot of well, how that's you know that's that. interesting how? because I think a lot of like the ways that that happens is 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 I, I hate to say this. Sometimes when, when, when kids are teenagers and they don't have the right um, habits, hard to form, you know, um, because I think a lot of it comes from the moment that you're mm-hmm. very young, you know, and, and, and what your parents are teaching you and how to accomplish mm-hmm. things or how to do, you know, a task, you know, and um, that's that's scary and, and difficult, but I think it's also encouraging because the fact that they're so young uh if you make some mistakes you have a lot of time to fix it you know um but you know Mm -hmm. yeah that that with everything uh there has to come the sense of 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 balance of what you're doing you know there are a lot of distractions and i you know kids today um have so many more distractions and so many more things that they can fall into when when i was growing up you know and um I guess a big part of it is my, my parents, my dad in particular used to say this, um, but I think it's un dicho uh, in Espanol. It's like, todo su tiempo, you know, everything at, at its due time, you know? And, yes. And, and I think that that's, a, yes. I think that's mm-hmm. something that, that, that could be applied to, to, to anything in, in, in this conversation that we're having about, you know, young people setting goals is, you know, todo su tiempo. You know, it's like, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, mm-hmm. you want to get your, I think that that we all Hispanic have that saying, you know, because uh, I remember that I was always saying that to my children, but for my youngest one, he was speaking, you know, English and 
yeah. I was like, okay, how can I say this in English? So I was like, okay, there's a <laughs> yeah. place and a time for everything. I think that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I think that's for everything. It's funny. Mind. Sometimes we get yeah. caught up in like, ¿Cómo se dice eso en inglés? You know, like, and I know, and I'm a fairly educated person, you know, and I, there's times that I can't figure things out. Like, how the hell do I say that in English? You know, uh, and I love that my wife is a Spanish teacher because, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. she even forgets how to say things in English. And I'm just like, and we laugh about it, you know, like, ¿Cómo se dice? You know, esa madre, you know, that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, nah, nah. You know, back to like todo ese tiempo is uh, a good way to live by is that everything in due time you know um you know there's gonna be a time that you can spend time on social media mm -hmm. and playing and you know watching youtube videos or doing this or doing that but if you got a goal you also have to set um you know you're gonna go to college okay let's set a yeah. week to complete our college applications and Let's set another week to get our letters of recommendation and let's set another week to go visit some places, you know, like everything has to have its, its proper timing, you know? Um, and, and unless you, you, you dedicate the right time mm -hmm. to the task at hand, you're never going to accomplish it, you know? And um, I think that's applicable to, um, you know, tasks, to relationships, uh, to, to anything, you know, um, you want your marriage to work, you got to dedicate time mm -hmm. to it and, make it work you know and you want to be a good father yeah uh, you got to in due yeah. time you have to give the right time to your kids you know and uh you have to study on what does that mean to be a good father you mm -hmm. know and uh take time to do that you want to be a good athlete put in the time yes. you know um but with all that you also have to have time to do the things that you want to do that don't really advance that goal either you know very important right uh it's something that we need to let uh, the youth you know the teenagers know like come on like yes there, there's this time for everything right and and that's actually one of the words i've been like i would say i learned a lot in this year and it was balance like you said right mm -hmm. so there's a balance in, in everything right that we want in life so um now i would like to talk a little bit about the harm of recognition, mm -hmm. acceptance, and social validation right now. When you think about those things right now, in not just in our pandemic world, but even prior, um, our young people do suffer a lot with, you know, getting validation and acceptance, and especially through social media. And I see it a lot. Like mm -hmm. If I can describe a little bit of the work I do right now, I, I work yes. in a high school where my main function is students that are hospitalized for uh for social emotional or uh psychiatric or mental health uh concerns um so i help kids and families um oh, while wow. students are hospitalized also as they reintegrate back into school and then supporting the students during that time and one you know oftentimes i do hear a lot of like you know some of this started because of you know their relationship with their phones and their friends and social media and this and that um, but uh -huh. what I hear is, uh -huh. you know, a lot of this started because I didn't regulate that type of behavior in my child at a younger age. That's what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Uh, families are not telling me that specifically, uh -huh. but that's what I'm uh -huh. hearing is I didn't have the guts to tell my kid that you're not taking your phone into your bedroom every night, you know, or 
didn't have, you know, <laughs> the strength to not mm-hmm. be my, my kid's uh, parent. Instead, I wanted to be their friend. You know, I wanted them to like me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and look, uh, that's a general yes. statement. That's not mm-hmm. everyone. Um, but, you know, I, I, I see that and I hear that a mm-hmm. lot, you know, and, and, and um, the, 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 the things that we're seeing in, in, in young people today are not something that started today. <laughs> you know, it's something that started at a very young age in the way we parent mm-hmm. our kids, our kids. Um, yeah. and, and it's yeah, being a parent has taught me a lot of that because it's really difficult to kind of see that perspective when you're a single man or a person without kids. But when you have your own kids, you start to understand a little bit more of that, you know? Um, but it, it's, yeah. I, I think a lot of that starts in, at home. You know, if your kids can feel validated and accepted and loved yeah. at home, um, yeah, there's going to be hardships outside of school, outside of the home, you know, at school, there's going to be peers and different peer pressure and social media and all that. But like, if you can build a strong core yeah. and strong sense of self at home, um, it's going to be a lot easier to navigate some of those things when they mm-hmm. come across when they're adolescents and teenagers, you know, even though like, it, it seems like uh, the adolescents, like they hate rules and boundaries they absolutely need that it's so important to have rules at home and boundaries you know set boundaries for them so even though like they're gonna say like oh i hate you probably right maybe not but it it doesn't matter and they might hate you you just for that that night or a day or two yeah um but but you know it's funny because it's like (laughs) yeah how to as a parent how do you handle that when your kid says, I hate you, or when your parent, your, your kid acts out, you know, mm-hmm. do you handle that in, with love, with a, you know, let me tend to the reasons to why you feel this way, or is it more, you know, yeah, I hate you, I'm angry at you, and, you know, <laughs> how do you respond to that? Does your parent say, no me miren así, and vaya traiga la faja, and let's beat your butt? Mm-hmm. Or do they treat you in a different way with love mm-hmm. and with, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. with instruction and, and care, you know? And I think that that's, that, that right there is, 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 mm-hmm. is where you're, you're really building a person or, or, or a child that has the right tools to, yeah. to, to handle adversity, you know? They are in a roller coaster of emotions. So, and they're like, okay, what to do with all these, right? I feel like I hate, I feel like I love. It's funny. It's, time, it's what like, you're I'm saying is really like, important because so, yeah, um, it's just like, of course, that's how kids are going to feel. And as parents, you know, we can't expect them to be in control of all their emotions if we're not in control of our own emotions, you know? And I think that that's something that I'm learning right now with my little kids, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, trying yes. to be a better man so I can be a better yeah. dad to them. You know, and my, my wife is kind of, has not just kind of she's definitely helped me understand that more of like mario you got i have to be in charge of mario before i can teach my children and be for them there for them emotionally you know um i have to sort out a lot of the trauma and a lot of the emotions that i have before i can be there for my own kids and i think that most adults have never gotten to that point and i think that that's why our youth is struggling so much is because our adults are not in check mm-hmm. with their own emotions. How can we be good parents to them if we don't even know who we are? 
you know, and, 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 and I think back of like my parents or like yes. parents that have gone through a lot of trauma themselves, like how can they be there for us? They can't, they can't. They'll, the only thing that they're going to do is cause more trauma in yeah. us, you know? Yes. Yes. If you can give an advice to all those kids, you know, and especially that in this time they have been experiencing like all those like unforeseen, you know, events and like this pandemic and uh, so what would be your I was thinking about this question earlier today and, you know, I, I think the advice I have is twofold. One, uh, if we're looking at it in, in the short term, because I, I still think that the pandemic, even though we're going on month 10 here, um, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be a, an end in sight for another six months at the very least. Um, I still think that that's a short term, you know, goal or a short term period, mm-hmm. you know, a year and a half to a, to a high schooler that feels like an eternity. But for us that are old, you know, I consider myself an older man now, you know, mm-hmm. 38 years old um, and a year and a half is not very long. Um, so I guess, I guess what, what I could say to, to, to young people is that look yes. at, look at this pandemic as, and I said this before, is look at this time as an opportunity an opportunity to do something, uh, an opportunity to learn a new skill, an mm-hmm. opportunity to cultivate a hobby uh, that, that, that you can, because like you have the time, you know, right now, uh, an opportunity to, to, to build a relationship with your family, an opportunity yes. to, to get in, in shape, if that's what you want to do, you know, get in great shape, uh, an opportunity to craft something, uh, an opportunity to better yourself, mm-hmm. to read, to do something that'll make you better. Um, you know, I, I think that that's in the long run, you'll thank yourself for that because it is such a short period of time, even though it feels long right now. Um, but you know, use this as an opportunity to better yourself in some way. Uh, you know, and, and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, thank last you. thing though, yeah, like then I, I, another and... a piece of advice to young people, and I think this might be for, for everybody is that. Um, kind of more long-term um, is, is uh-huh. you know, spend the, spend the right time with the people that matter, you know? And I think that that's something that, that's going to, that, that you can, you yes. can, you can, you, you yeah. can apply that after the pandemic, before the pandemic, but spend the right time. And I think that that goes, goes along with like going down your life, mm-hmm. you know, um, Maybe it's yeah. the same advice for both things. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, slow. Yes, you know, yes. Do what's mm-hmm. important. Yes. What, you know, it sounds cliche, but like, do the things that are going to make you happier. Not that makes you happy right now, because that's very, I think that's very immediate. Yeah. What's going to make you happy right now? But what is going to make you happier in the long run? Mm-hmm. And whether that's, uh, making sure you're taking care yeah. of your body, yeah. your mental health, you're cultivating your relationships, um, you're learning something. Yes. You know, redundant mm-hmm. here and saying all this, but um, I, I think it goes. I think those are really important pieces, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, gracias, Mario. Like I, I like that message, you know. It's beautiful. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to tell you the truth, everybody, <laughs> Maria, I, I will tell right? you this. Like, yes. I don't even. Yeah. Honored to spend some time with you drinking cafecito today, and um, but the reality is, like, who Gracias. am I? You know, I'm just a guy.
doing work, trying to help people, trying to raise a family. Um, but oh. thank you. I love your story, Mario. Thank you. Yes. No, I really love your story. And then I knew that this was going to be a story that's going to mm -hmm. leave a lot of seeds, you know, it's going to plant a lot of seeds in hearts and uh, it's going to empower a lot of people, you know. Maria, and so, I, just, I just wanted to say, like, you know, sharing. I'm just a regular yes, guy, you know, I don't have these words much. of wisdom or <laughs> um, anything super special to say. And, and, and I think that that's part of that is, 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 is us understanding that, like, there's a lot of just regular people out there that have some really great stories or really great things to share. And I think that that one thing that I'm trying to do yes. more of is like, yeah. um, listen better, listen to people better, um, because it doesn't matter who you are. Um, it, you can learn from uh -huh. people. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think, mm -hmm. I think I went through a time period where I was kind of trying to be this elitist Absolutely. person or like, oh, you got to be educated and you have to be smart and you have to have some money or what have you accomplished in your life for me to listen to you? And I think mm -hmm. that I've learned that in the last, you know, five years that mm -hmm. that's not, that that's not right. And that's not okay. You know? And, and I think that I've, I'm better for that now. And, 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 and mm -hmm. like, who mm -hmm. am I to say that that's the only reason or the only person I should learn from, you know, like I came from nothing and I learned a lot from people that, came from nothing you know, you know what I mean um so it, it makes me think like where did I get this kind of elitist yes you know yes. selfish ideology at one point I'm so glad that I'm I'm very much past that you know um, but I guess I, I'll, I'll I can leave with saying that is that mm. it doesn't matter who the person is where they've come from um I think it matters more is are we really listening to what they have to say to us and giving that person an opportunity to to say what they want to say to us. Wow, what a wonderful and encouraging message. Once again, thank you very much, Mario, for being part of the podcast and for sharing a little bit about your story. Although, unfortunately, we experienced some technical difficulties along the conversation, I had a great time. I enjoy this cafecito with you, but especially I learned so much from our conversation. get going. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Un Cafecito con Maria Regina podcast. By the way, if you haven't been subscribed to the podcast, I invite you to do it today and start following us so you don't miss any future episodes. And guys, don't forget to check out my website, www.mariabolanos.net, where you can read my blog and also get information about the virtual classes I teach. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>